0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite, and my guest today is Robert Baldry, a well-known and highly respected leader in the business products industry. Robert's career spanning almost 30 years has included senior positions at Spicers in Europe, as well as leading Evo, the group behind the number one wholesaler in the UK, Vow. I caught up with Robert via Zoom to ask him what he made of recent developments in the OP wholesaling channel, and in particular, the sad demise of Spicers in the UK and the recent acquisition of S.B. Richards in the US. Hi, Robert. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us on this, uh, OPI Talk podcast. How, uh, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, all good. Thank you. Um, I'm, uh, uh, speaking to you from the uh the bottom of my garden where i have been uh, uh locked down for several weeks now but uh yes very well thank you hope you can say the same
0: okay yeah i've uh you yeah, down here in the south of france obviously which sounds it, 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 it sounds like <laughs> the bee's knees but uh, yeah, it's just home for me so uh, again pretty strict uh, lockdown conditions here but uh, everyone's safe th- thank god and uh yeah hopefully the same the same with you that's, yep. uh, yeah, all good, thanks. Yeah. All good. So, yeah. So you've been pretty much working from home for the for the past few months?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm working for uh, Office Depot at the moment and uh, have been yeah, just um kind of running the contract business for Europe um, from, uh, from uh, my home for the last, uh, whatever it is, uh, 12, 14 weeks. And yeah. I guess if somebody had said that to me uh, a year ago, I probably would have said that's impossible. But um, I'm sure a lot of other people have, uh, have seen the same thing. And it's, uh, it's quite extraordinary when needs must, that you, uh, you just get on with this stuff and it happens.
0: Okay, good. I guess a couple of, couple of the bigger stories over the past a uh, few months certainly you know, last week in in the states and then uh, you know, a couple of months ago in in the uk have been about the uh, the wholesale channel and you know obviously that is an area of the business that you know very well Yeah, would like to tap into your expertise and, and knowledge on, on that side of the industry if we can Um,
1: Fascinating couple of uh, couple of events to uh, to talk about. Yeah, Yeah.
0: let's start with the UK. Obviously, you worked with Spicer's for for many years. Your father Mm. had a successful career there. What's your feeling that uh, you know Spicer's essentially is is no more in the UK?
1: I was. um, I think you know a number of people um, kind of contacted me via various channels, and and I felt the same. I I was actually. quite emotional about the uh, the the demise of of the spices name and uh you know that was a a, a a bit of well was it a surprise i suppose we can come on and talk about that mm. but in terms of the actual event and it happening uh yeah i i, I it was um it was a sad day I, i've worked um trying to work it out now um seven years in the uk six years in france and then another and another eight so I don't know twenty twenty over 20 years for that for that organisation in various guises and mm. and with Bill Armstrong I think we you know we built that up to quite a a large um business um uh, before the 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 Advio uh, kind of event but um yes it was very sad to see that go and um mm. you know it's uh not not necessarily a surprise I suppose but um yeah uh, a number of people were quite uh, quite sad I think
0: yeah, yeah. You talked about it not being being a surprise. To what extent do you think the the, the writing was on the wall, you know, especially with you know downturn in business that uh, had been brought on about by COVID?
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think I think what we've seen with COVID is is it, to my mind anyway, and I've, not even just within our industry. It's 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 been an accelerating factor on on some underlying factors that were already there really, I suppose. Yeah. And um, if I sort of look at uh, at the kind of businesses that have, you look at some of the businesses in retail that have failed and you think, well, actually those, those, those guys were in trouble before, but um, take away business and create a global pandemic as you've got now. And, uh, and it just puts, puts people on an accelerating path. So I can well imagine that uh, something that was um, Difficult and challenging uh, within the uh, within this spot um, kind of um, empire became became insurmountable as a result of the pandemic. Mm. I would I would only assume from the outside anyway.
0: What what did you make of the the actual transaction when obviously you know spices were let go. Office team got 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 sold off. Did that make sense?
1: Well, I think. Uh, it was kind of interesting. I was I was absolutely uh, blindsided by the Paragon acquisition of uh, Office Team. wasn't expecting that at all, um, and it's it's it, it's kind of interesting that we have in terms of parallels. We've sort of seen um, actors from adjacent um, categories and industries kind of coming into what we would have viewed as the traditional space. If you think about uh, Rajapak in um, yeah you know, Rajapak making the acquisition of the Staples, um, France, Italy, and Spain entities last year. I think not many people would have seen that one coming either. And I think Paragon was sort of similarly, uh, surprising. I think it makes a lot of sense for them. When I think about it, if I, from what I read about Paragon, they've been, uh, quite acquisitive over the years, you can well see how, um, Making that acquisition gives them access to a whole bunch of uh, captive customers who, who may well be interested in uh, in 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 a a bigger print um, Mm. opportunity. And and conversely, uh, using using Office Team to kind of sell um, to the to the Paragon base makes sense as well. So I I, you know I think it makes a lot of sense for them as far as Spicers kind of disappearing goes yeah I, I think i was a little surprised that nobody kind of came out of the woodwork um mm. you know any of the old farts like like i suppose you'd even say me really but you know <laughs> no, nobody kind of came out of the woodwork <laughs> saying i'll take this on um and i think that's perhaps a reflection of the well, certainly as i see it the dealer community now compared to where it was before there's been a pretty huge amount of consolidation in the dealer community now. And I think you you just you don't have, uh, you know, the sheer number of dealers that you had way back when, when I was first wholesaling, which was, you know, into the um, I'm trying to remember, but there's probably there was probably a day where there were two, maybe even 3000 dealers. And, and, and I'm sure that's um, we'd have to, would have to ask Martin Wild, but it's probably, I don't know, Andy, what is it? A sub a thousand now, mm-hmm. I would have thought in the UK mm-hmm. and, and, and continues to consolidate. And if you look mm-hmm. at, um, if you look at how complete, for example, have consolidated that base and you've seen um, you've seen hearts and you've seen mm-hmm. iron gate mm-hmm. and you've seen Bluefish, and office gold and, you know, all of those guys were their own entities, maybe buying in, 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 in groups here and there, but but they were all their own their own businesses, and that's all now come together. So I think um, perhaps there's a bit of thought there from any prospective acquirer that you know the, the 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 ability to or the ability to avoid concentration, if you like, in your largest customers is probably mm. is probably not there anymore. And I think the the other piece that's always been true in the wholesaling business for as long as I was in it, anyway, is that you you saw your bigger customers get bigger and bigger and bigger, but there were always, um, you know, new entrants. And I, and I just don't know if we're seeing that in dealer world anymore. I think if there were ever were new entrants now, they're, they're probably looking at e-business and I'm, um, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and even there um, challenging place to go and start in a, in a, in a, as a broad range kind of reseller in, in, in e-business. So, mm. So I suppose it's um, it's sort of understandable. Um, I think it creates a very interesting situation now in the UK in, in, as far as wholesaling goes.
0: Yeah, I was going to um, ask you about that in terms of the the balance of power. Obviously, you've got Val now as the the number one he- wholesaler yeah. into that dealer yeah. channel. Uh, if you, by a long if, way, because yeah.
1: obviously they, they, they are, you know, if you look at the fact that they're, um, I guess now, um, they supply complete and, um, to my understanding, you, um, your office yeah. are now with, with our, um, if you take just those two together, you've got the thick end of 200 million, um, end user sales out. So, you know, that's, that's a, th- yeah, they are by far, by far the biggest however yeah. big, um, you want to think that Exertis um, uh, we'll get it. yeah yeah
0: if you um, were if you were a dealer would you be concerned that uh, they have such a dominant position
1: i uh, i think there's if i had to if I, and 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 i'm only speaking from 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 assumption or or knowledge of the market here not really um not really conversation specific conversations that i've had but i would think if there's concern anywhere it would probably be more at the vendor end of things yeah. um than, uh, than perhaps the, um, the dealer end of things. I think the dealers are, uh, primarily concerned now with being able to get their products to the, uh, to the end users, um, you know, in a cost effective way, I suppose if they sat and thought about it for a while, they would, they would perhaps, um, they would perhaps say, well, mm, is it, is it healthy to just have one very big, very strong wholesaler? We've only got that, that way to go now. Mm. Um, but by the same token, you know, I, I, I don't know, um, keep harping on about Complete, but you know, if you look at the size of that business, to what extent do they use? I don't know if it's Complete dropship from Vow or not there, or if they've built their own. I think they were building their own logistics services, so some of them will be relaxed. But yeah. I would think the vendors, um, the vendors for this particular channel, um, the vendors might be might be a little bit more concerned that there's that power now in in one place.
0: Mm. Obviously, um, many of whom got their fingers very severely burned in the the, the spicers and office team fallout. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, absolutely. And I think that's that's the you know that the interesting thing now is the sort of the the OT. OT wholesale thing. The, the, the nascent OT whole, wholesale, you look at mm. that and think, well, um, there's a bit of, there's a bit of having your cake and eating it there, which is, you know, if I look at it as a sort of classic, classic PE move that, mm. you know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll let spices go with, with, with all those, you know, presumably with some, some, some write-offs of yeah. whatever debt liabilities, et cetera. And then, and then, oh, we can, we can do this again. And, uh, I would be very surprised if the if the vendor community are sort of rushing to kind of open new credit lines when a number of them have uh, have effectively kind of uh, presumably lost considerable amounts of money as a result. Yeah. So what what do you think of um, the
0: move of them them grabbing that five-star brand did that was that uh, you know, good business sense that, uh, that they did yeah, that.
1: So I, I, I think that is good business sense. Um, you know, for no other reason. I mean, I think nowadays when you look at, um, even if that, that five-star brand, I don't know what, what, what the cost of that was, but you know, that if, if, if somebody else had picked that up, you could, you could happily trade that on Amazon, um, as a well-known brand. And, uh, I presume get quite a lot of volume as a result. So, mm. um, I would have thought that's a, that's a well-known brand in the marketplace. Um, you know, you see it often enough on, on the apprentice or whatever on, on TV and, uh, mm. it's, um, you know, I, I was, uh, a, a, still am a stationary nerd. So you still sort of play spot the brand when you're watching an office on the BBC or ITV series or something and five stars quite well known. So yeah, yeah made, made, made sense to me. Um, I, I, you know, I wonder whether as a result of all of this, the exertists decide to kind of, um, you know, try and push out a bit and, and, and maybe they'll find some dealers saying, well, actually, you know, um, I was Spicers, I don't want to be Val, Uh, I can remember back to my Val days, you know, there are there are certain dealers who've, who've been Spicers forever and um, yeah. they they probably never want to go to VAL, so yeah. and, they might go to the alternative. Yeah,
0: And, and we had those uh, you know, two, in particular, dealer groups who were very closely aligned to, to Spicers. Yeah. Um, obviously, they haven't gone to VAL. Whether they, they tried and, and Val, VAL wasn't interested in that, that kind of deal, we we don't know. But uh, And they've both just gone to Exertis. So, but I, I, I assume that they're not getting... You know, the same terms with exertus as they had with Spices. Does that sort of raise alarm bells with you about the sort of longevity or future prospects of those groups, for example?
1: Well, I think, you know, we've been talking at OPI conferences for years, haven't we, about, you know, mm-hmm. um, the sort of... Um, super, super positional, I don't know what the right word is, but the, um, you know, the, 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 the number of costs that we've got layered in mm. here, um, and should dealer groups exist and, and, and I suppose, you know, dealer groups really exist because the dealers don't are in my view anyway, don't a hundred percent trust their wholesaler and they like to group together and have a sort of common front when it comes to discussing things with their wholesaler. So, mm. um, I think it's more about uh, it's more about whether the dealers um, see value in those groups than than, than anything else. And, and and as long as there are enough of them, back to my previous point, I think it's there's a point, there's a point there about um, you know this 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 sort of concentration in in in, in a smaller number of larger groups now. Um, that may make it more difficult, but mm. um, you know, cause, I th- cause I think the big dealers have got bigger faster. Um, and as I said, I don't see really a, a massive growth of, 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 smaller guys at the, you know, who would, ju- I don't know, salespeople from a from somewhere that have gone out on their own, started something, and then grown, you know, and that's how that's how it's always been in this industry. Mm. I, I just don't see that happening anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, quickly, just while we were speaking, I, I have looked up how much they paid for the five star brand, and it was fifty thousand pounds. Which yeah. doesn't sound a, a huge amount.
1: Well, um. I, you know, uh, to, to my mind, I would have said um, if you sort of said to me, go and write me a business plan for that. I, I, you know. Pay, pay your 50 grand for five star, find yourself your manufacturers mm. in the far East or, or with the, the vendors who've got it at the moment. And then, mm. um, and then basically uh, trade it on Amazon, you know, and, and I would have thought that um, Amazon would be very interested because uh, their algorithms look for uh, popular brands uh, and, that, you know, they can't get it from anywhere else. So mm. um I would have thought that was a, you know, that was, that was a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And overall, the
1: wish, the, wish the, I'd known about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, Could have gone halves, Andy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe so, maybe, so, maybe not quite, but uh, uh, <laughs> when, you, when you look at the,
0: when you look at the, the, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the transaction overall, but uh, you know, two million pounds for the whole, the, the whole, all the, all those assets that they they acquired, mm. you yeah, know, hundred mm. hundred thousand pounds for Zen Office, which Spices or Spot paid uh, five million for yeah, a couple of years prior prior to that, and then th- this deal where if, if they for the collectibles that are owed to Spices and Office Team that they can more than make their money back anyway on, on, on that side of the business. So when you when you sort of add, add and subtract those, they're actually. You know, potentially making a profit on, on, on yeah. the deal um yeah. how, how, so does that for you obviously you've got m and experience was that a normal, sort of normal kind t- of deal or do they in a distressed in a
1: distressed yeah. situation it's sort of i would say fairly typical of the kind of deals that get struck um you know i would have said that probably um you know, they, they weren't in a particularly strong position at the time that it that it that it all went, and mm-hmm. um, it's a question of getting it away to somebody. So uh, I would say uh, not atypical of the kind of things I've seen in the past. Um, and 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 as I said, if you think about the, um, the 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 sort of interest for a paragon, I would have thought it's a it's a it's a pretty nice deal to have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting opportunity.
0: Yeah. You you said you were surprised that perhaps other people didn't come out of the woodwork or, or showed an interest. What, uh, mm. you know, if you were a betting man, uh, who who would you have put money on to, to have come and collected or to, to, to come in and have taken over that? Possibly, I mean, we were talking about you know, a, a split of the business anyway, perhaps someone coming in and buying off his team, an existing yeah. player, yeah. and perhaps, uh, a, you know, another separate deal for Spices. Is that what you were...
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, um, the one deal and, you know, I, I suppose I speak with, um, with experience, I've got form on this, but you know, the, 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 the one logical deal that never got done, which probably would have made a lot of sense is the, is the merger of, um, Evo and Spot to make Spativo, um, or Evo spot, which sounds like a glue. Um, but 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 a sort of a merger demerger which basically would then end up with a kind of banner office team piece yeah. and a and a Spicer's valve piece so you still would have ended up with one big wholesaler yeah um, who who would you
0: have who would you have seen owning the, those businesses
1: well you know i think i think when i look back um and hindsight's a wonderful thing right but um i i suppose i sort of regret in my in my six year 10 year running evo that you know, I didn't spend more time trying to persuade better and 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 endless that it would have made a lot of sense to have done that. And actually it could have been done with just some paper being exchanged. So they end mm. up as shareholders of the two bits. And I just think the two businesses would have been more successful. We, You know, it's interesting what when you look at what Steve Howarth's done with Evo since I left, which is effectively to, you know, we, we spent a lot of time bringing a business together so it had the same the same supply chain and the same finance and it was all kind of back end. And he seems to have spent a lot of time um, breaking that up into its constituent parts. Um, you know, you, you sort of look at it and think, well, actually um, I suppose it's very similar in spot world, that it was um, in fact, you know, I think um, never really run in as close a way spot as, as Evo did in the, mm. in the sort of between 2010, 2016, when I was running it spot has always run really quite separately with spices and an office team kind of running their paddling their own canoes as it were. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I think if I, if you'd sort of said to me, spot is about to be sold, what do you think will happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, um, I think I would have expected one of the um, one of the larger players to have picked up the office team business. Mm. You know, it wouldn't have surprised me as an example to have seen, for example, um, uh, Rich Coulson and Complete yeah. hoovering up the the office team business, yeah. or even or even Banner taking office team. You know, yeah. um, that 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 would not have surprised me. Yeah. Perhaps I a, suppose. I was to say
0: sorry, interrupt. Perhaps perhaps a timing issue there with. Uh, COVID, liquidity, cash flow yeah. issues yeah. that everyone's experiencing, you know, not necessarily the the best time to be okay. you know brokering multi million pound deals, is it?
1: Well if you look at the you know, if you look at the um if you look at the, the that in, in 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 the wide then um you know invoice discounting as a way of financing your business is fantastic as long as you're growing. Mm. And uh, the one thing that the pandemic has done is, you know, people are saying sort of minus whatever it is i mean you know at its peak probably 75% reduction in sales that's going to create a big hole yeah. in your cash flow yeah um so yeah i'd agree there's probably there's probably some timing there and it's probably just wasn't the moment for people to do that so yeah yeah i mean but but you know t- time will tell but um yeah um i i i think it's uh, it's another one of those kind of big structural changes That we've been talking about for a long time, which has probably been accelerated by this pandemic. Yeah. You know, um Yeah. I suppose we've been talking about the death of wholesaling for as long as I've been in wholesaling. Um Mm. and it's always been if you've got strong wholesalers, you've got strong dealers, it'll carry it'll carry on. Yeah. Um, but I do but I do think there's something different happening now.
0: Okay. So yeah, with that in mind, would you would you not expect to see another another entity or or someone else come in and and try and take on that previous spices business that that, there just isn't that kind of end user or dealer dealer demand out there to to support that
1: i sort of look at where we are now and i think you know if you want a full service wholesaler um then vow are extremely capable they've got the Mm -hmm. they've got the wherewithal to do the um you know, all of the kind of the marketing services that you want, they've got the um and they've got the kind of the logistics and and the with the with the um with the true line business they've got the way to deliver to the mm-hmm. end user. So that you know if you want full service it's there. If you want a uh, product but you don't necessarily want that, you've got Exertis. So yeah. I, I, I think at the moment um, I would struggle to see with a with a smaller number of dealers whether they' you know I, I'm not convinced that there's space now for a mm. for a resurgent um, spices sad though that makes me
0: yeah okay and then obviously this brings an end to the chapter of you know spices and Adveo and that that former that former you know, yeah dominant business almost in, in the UK and in Europe as that the, that pan-European wholesaler. So it's a, a sad, a well, sad end to all that, to, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I think back to, I think probably 2008 when I left um, Spicer's Europe, I've been CFO of that business for about um, six, seven years. Um, I think the last year we were there, we turned over 750 million uh, pounds. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, more importantly, more than half of that was outside the UK. So, you know, I, I, yes, I agree. It, was, it, it is quite extraordinary to think that that is, you know, a little more, not just only a little bit more than 10 years ago mm. um, and, mm. uh, and you know, scattered to the wind now, really, with yeah. um, Advio only trading in Spain, um, Italy, what, bankrupt, right? um and um and the other businesses uh, sold to Santon yeah um
0: yeah, with with the benefit of hindsight is the yeah you know, what what if anything could have saved those businesses
1: oh i i i have a very strong view about what um what went wrong mm. um so i suppose by 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 inference you could kind of say well that that you know i i think um there are a number of businesses that that um, took a very, shall we say, corporate view of of Europe and uh, lost complete sight of the fact that every one of these countries has a different culture, has a different customer base, needs a different approach at the sales end, and there was far too much one size fits all. Um, I think you know. I think you, you know. You saw that from Advio. Uh, the way that they were creating these kind of, um, they kind of functionalized their business. And it was almost an afterthought about the, about the countries mm. um, tried to implement SAP. I think the other, the other kind of unwritten yeah. uh, story is ERP implementations mm. as an industry. Um, over the years, the industry has been pretty crap at getting um, IT consolidations uh, and yeah. upgrades done.
0: I'm, I'm not an expert in that field, but uh... I, I would have thought, with with all the failures that have taken place, someone might have learned learned a lesson somewhere. You or would, there might be, a, you there, might be so, a hand, but... there might be a handbook about you know what to do and what not to do. But uh, you, you, you yeah. would
1: have thought so. But you know, if I look back, um, uh, you know, my previous before office depot, I was involved with Staples, who had um, the reason I got involved in the in in the Staples business was a failed SAP implementation in the UK. Um, which had knocked about 30% off their top line as a result of not being able to bill customers. Um, I myself in in Evo had spent a huge amount of money trying to put Microsoft um, AX into the business, and we and we pulled the plug in the end, uh, couldn't couldn't make it work. And and Advio same thing, right? The SAP implementation was a was a disaster in Spain, and and really sort of started things for them. So I think it's a you know, when I think back, I think the and and this might be rose tinted tinted glasses, but the the best we ever had for Spicers was when we let the managing directors of those countries run local businesses. So you know, in its day, and I and I set that business up. You know, Spicers Italy, run by um, a number of excellent individuals over the years, but you know, Fab Pistoni at the end of it running it basically the italian customers saw it as an italian business and it may have been owned by uk head Mm. office but do you know Mm. what it was italian and Mm. we only centralized things that made sense to centralize and it wasn't this sort of slavish we can take cost out by i don't know offshoring the customer service to wherever Um, and then finding that customers got very upset and actually they really want to speak to an italian person not not someone who speaks italian in a you know in a sure. um an offshore yeah. so so i think there's been a you know if i look at that i can see advio i think advio uh, had that issue certainly staples and depot mm-hmm. same thing kind of one a one country kind of approach to mm-hmm. europe which which i guess having lived in uh the netherlands france and Belgium, you kind of quickly learn that you can't do that. It just Mm. doesn't work. And you, you, would know that yourself living in France. It's, uh, it's easy to assume that uh, I remember my first days with starting to wholesale into France when, um, spices acquired, um, the two regional wholesalers in France, and then got A-level students to translate the English catalog, you know. And a year, and a year later, were surprised that none of the French wanted to buy black and red notebooks because they wanted Clairefontaine, right? And yeah. and mm-hmm. why won't they buy these products? Well, yeah. do you know what? It's because they just don't, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, okay, um, good. Let's change tack. Uh, another the big piece of news that we had uh, in in the past week was, yeah, SP Richards in the U.S. Yeah. Being acquired against all expectations, probably uh, uh, to the general surprise of of many, apart from the the, the select few that were in the know. It's uh, you know, Mike Maggio and Nancy Jones to kind of like independent dealer channel veterans who the the, mm. the the majority shareholders of that. What what did you make of that transaction?
1: Well, I thought that was a uh, I thought it was a fascinating uh, a fascinating outcome. I mean, I think it's been it's been sort of a, a really kind of interesting kind of time for the for the whole thing with the if you think back at the, the various attempts that we've had at mergers over the years with in the US with with kind of Staples and Depot and that not going through with the FTC and then you know you had the SPR Ascendant thing going on and then staples step in and snatch ascendant. So I suppose, again, if you'd sort of said, well, what would you think might happen? You kind of look at it and think, well, you know, okay, let's just be logical here. Depot are probably going to buy SPR, right? You know, I think it's, I think it's a, a really interesting and very positive outcome for the independent dealer channel over there. I suppose if we'd had a bit more time and we go back to what we were just discussing for the UK could that would that have been an option for the well, for the independent dealers that, in in that, the UK probably yeah, and yeah. and you know interestingly it wasn't well it was probably a few years ago but um, uh, another industry veteran mr Wotherspoon, i remember mentioning to me you know ron wotherspoon mm. hey i know what we should do i think the dealers should raise you know let's raise some capital and the dealers can own the wholesaler well mm. if you sort of think about the logic of it it makes a huge amount of sense uh, and I think that it's that you know that you'll drive um, you'll drive loyalty there. So in terms of the eternal kind of thing about you know is the independent dealer going to go direct to the vendor or buy from the wholesaler? Well, yeah. if you kind of owned and run by independent dealers, then there's the loyalty piece, and there's a mm. and there's an innate understanding of what it is that yeah. you need from your wholesaler. So yeah. uh, you know I think I okay. think all credit to Yancy and Mike on this, yeah. and if they. If they get it right, I think it could be extremely successful. Sure.
0: Yeah. Just to be clear, I mean, that it's not being pitched as uh, an acquisition by the independent dealer channel. No, I know. I in know. any, yeah, any means. Those two individuals, and, uh, right? Yeah. Perhaps that's some of the differences between why they were able to do that there and, you know, something similar didn't happen with, with Spices. The fact that, you know, SP, I think 50% of its sales are not with dealers. They're with uh, other channels. Uh, notably, uh, office Office Depot in in the U.S. and, and Amazon, yeah. I think they're two biggest customers. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a business that was doing quite well, you know, still make, making some money, and perhaps not in the financial straits that uh, that Spicers uh, Spicers was in under, under Better Capital's ownership.
1: No, I mean, I think you know, if you look at the uh, if you look at the 18 months that SPR have had, um, you know, with the fire as well, yeah. and uh, the way they came through that, and the way you know, it seemed to me that rick and the uh and the and the team there at s p r had a you know managed that situation brilliantly mm. and came out the other side of that so um you know it's just great i, I i'm I, mm. I've known the guys at s p r for a long time and it's great to see that land in a what looks to me like a very uh a very positive uh place and a and a great home for that business yeah okay um, good. good stuff and yeah. i think I probably would have been um Probably would have been slightly more nervous if it had been a sort of another private equity player that had come in. But I think probably private equity has kind of done with our industry now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll probably we, gone somewhere well, else well, now. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll remind you that you said that perhaps in a <laughs> when the next deal, yeah, the next yeah. deal is made. Yeah, when, the, we'll next, see. when yeah. the next deal comes through, yeah. we'll see what happens. That, that might, I, that might come back to haunt you, but, uh, <laughs> but they usually um, do. We've just had these two big deals in the wholesale channel where would you expect to see the next move made?
1: Well, I think, I think you know, you, we're, 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 in an interesting, uh, we're in an interesting place just generally as an industry now. So, um, you know, I think the, uh, for as long as I've been involved in the industry, uh, there have been sort of a couple of truisms that, you know, the, the, the cycle has always been based on GDP and unemployment. And, and, and if I look at mm. all the stats coming now about where we're going to be in the next kind of yeah. year... Um both of those are gonna be um moving against us everywhere so yeah. um and 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 I think for the first time that's gonna be overlaid by this kind of new normal it's a horrible phrase, but mm. you know what i mean it's yeah. the, you know the, the 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 fact that I think there's gonna be some really big changes in terms of um uh the way people work where they work uh and and therefore how they consume and I think yeah. that that can only for me accelerate the um, further stress on what I would call the traditional, the traditional channel, the sort of the contract players, because um, I think there'll just be less of that stuff consumed in bulk in offices. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, it's playing into the hands of the, of the, of the e-tailers, I suppose.
0: I mean, on on that, um, on that contract side, you have to look at, I think uh, Airbus announced was it thirty thousand redundancies uh, in in the past few days? I mean, those are the you know, those corporate clients of, of those of those contract stationers. I mean, there's huge layoffs in in certain areas of the of the economy. Well, you, yeah. You know?
1: so that's yeah. the you know that's the that's the kind of the employment piece mm. um and then you've got you know um if i look at sort of uh we've seen a i've seen a couple of um couple of the large banks ab and amro in uh the netherlands recently lloyd's mm. more recently in the uk both saying you know we're gonna we're gonna critically review our estate mm. um and uh, of offices and and kind mm. of um figure out how many of these we need you know there's a I read yesterday of uh, some, you know, stockbrokers that have now managed to set up their equity traders at home. Uh, And you think about, you know, if you think about sort of um, stock exchange regulations in terms of recording telephone calls and Mm. you know monitoring trades, etc. It was in the Times yesterday that the, the, you know, one of the managing partners of one of these businesses was saying, "I would never have believed that we could set this up and it would run." And and these guys are now trading at home. So. I think uh, I, I saw a report, I unfortunately didn't join it, but the, the, the boss conference recently in the UK where there was a speaker talking yep. about, you know, the future of work and work being more now like a sort of a church. I think probably you'll find that, you know, people are going to look at what we used to do, which was get in a car, drive somewhere, unfold a laptop and do some mm-hmm. email um, and then fold up your laptop and drive home again as mm. being a bit kind of odd. and <laughs> I think no. we 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 probably now will get to a point where, yeah, we can do all this stuff at home, but we we probably do need to be in the in the same room. you know, you yourselves recently had the uh, the, the I saw the 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 survey from um, from OPI about the OPI, you know the forum. Mm. you know, could and I think Janet Bell was sort of saying, could can we run the forum? on teams. And I think there was a sort of a fairly strong feeling that no, Mm. that's never going to work. And that's, that's what you need. You need that face-to-face collaboration. You need that water cooler moment where you bump into so-and-so and and just say, ah, yeah, I just need to talk to you about this. So I don't think it's going to completely kill the office, but I think it will have a strong impact. And I think we'll have much more little and often home office type consumption of 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 a lot of these products, yeah, uh, yeah. than we've ever had before. Sure, so.
0: yeah, and um, I'm sure we could do a that. whole podcast about about that subject at some stage, and I'm sure we will. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, but certainly as you said, I must say, in inverted commas, interesting times, but certainly very very challenging for for certain sectors.
1: I don't think we've seen the. Uh, I don't think we've by any means seen the end of kind of fairly major changes in our industry. You know, it's 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 ongoing, and I think uh, we've seen the sort of the early ones who were probably the nearest to the uh, to the end of the plank as this started. But yeah. but as I said, I don't I don't think as I look at. The, the summer starting to unfold and then kind of the, um, <laughs> I can't even say it though, mm. back to work in September, mm. whatever that means, back to school, whatever that means, uh, I, ju- I just can't see the market coming back to anything like what it was before. Yeah. And I think that will that will have an effect and it will unwind. Some companies will crawl on for a while. But I think it will it will definitely have an effect, and there are things like state support. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about the furlough schemes in the UK, mm-hmm. as they're gradually withdrawn, you know people are going to have to make some tough choices. Right.
0: Okay. Certainly, um, it gives us plenty to to write about. OPI. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, listen, Robert, I really appreciate your time, and it was great talking to you, and uh, very sure. useful, very useful insights and. Uh, Take care and uh, hope to hope to see you in,
1: in the flesh before too long. Absolutely. We might have a bit of shake hands. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Okay. Really Cheers. enjoyed it. Thank you very Thanks much. Your time. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to OPI Talk. Find us at opi.net for all the latest news and analysis from the business products world. You can download our app from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine.